0: Love the Nouns, Love the Pronouns, Impersonal and Personal. Love the Words, from ELFM. Good
1: afternoon, you're listening to Love the Words, on East Leeds FM at Chapel FM Arts Centre. So today on Love for Words I'm talking to the urban geographer Dr Rachel Unsworth who leads Leeds city walking tours, uh, a history tour of, of Leeds and many manifestations. She's extremely experienced, very knowledgeable. Uh, unfortunately we lost the first five minutes of the interview with Rachel so I'm going to fill you in a little on what she was talking about in that first five minutes she introduced herself first of all as somebody who was passionate about her city and that she is her enthusiasm is infectious um, she talked about the the uh, difference between a historian and, and a geographer and she talked about historians as having particular parts of history, their specialisms, whereas with her, it's about the flow of time through a city. So on her walking tours, and you can join them if you go online, there'll be details of that later in the show, um, she will show you where where certain things transitioned into something else, where, where change occurred, where change is expressed, as she calls it, in the landscape of the city. They're absolutely fascinating, these tours. I really do recommend them. She's also written extensively. Um, So let's listen to Rachel now, talking about her work on Love the Words, here at Chukla FM Arts Centre, in Studio One. So... I mean, Rachel, are you kind of fairly unique, or are there people like you who do it in other cities? Oh,
0: I don't think you can say fairly unique. No, you you can't. Are
1: you unique? (laughs) Are you the only person
0: in the country? Of course, I'm unique. I've always thought for the sake of the world it's just as well I'm not a twin actually I'm quite loud enough you're
1: very, you're very, I don't know if you could be very unique No, you no, I don't think you
0: can qualify You unique. are
1: unique as a person but as an yeah. as a, as a, as a urban geographer are there people who do walking tours in the way, same way that you do?
0: There are a few other guides in Leeds, there's a wonderful mm. Cliff Stud who's um, a friend of mine who's, who's Leeds through and through and he's an artist as well and uh, he, he's very entertaining and has always got lovely anecdotes mm. so he does different kinds of tours, we sometimes Work together, and there are a few other people who do specialist ones as somebody does beer tours. So I don't do Mm. pub crawls for the Tetley (laughs) Bicentenary the other day. I did an interesting one which was about Tetley and brewing and drinking in Leeds, but also about the temperance movement. So you know, that's a bit different. And I don't think there's anybody else who has this geographer's approach as opposed to... You know, there, are, there are historians connected with the Civic Trust, for instance, who do particular topics. A medievalist who's been on several of my tours, actually. a Joyce Hill, who does medieval leads. Not that there's anything to see of, of it as such. You know, there's the street layout, but uh, we've overwritten it so many times. And then we've got uh, Georgian specialists and Victorian specialists. You know, there are people associated with the VIXOC, as they call it, the Victorian Society. But nobody like me who does the joint... It all up, I think, is what, how I would say. Making the connections between different themes, different parts of the city, different eras.
1: Yeah, it seems to be about the sort of tracing the flow of time through, through the city, which is fascinating. Um, and uh, I mean, you must enjoy the research as well. I mean, that must be, you obviously enjoy the, 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 the theatre of it, but the research, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right, actually. It's a performance, always a performance, uh, as it was giving lectures. You know in a, in a big lecture theater yeah. um, and the great thing I just do this as an aside. Um, close your ears, teachers. It's teaching with no marking
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yes it's um it's a performance, but it's also yes, the research that goes into it is quite substantial um, and even when I know a topic quite well i I'm always updating um, i I'm always looking at the maps. So we often start with the historic maps and, and, you know, see what changed when. Um, So that's that's always very helpful. And then I'm a member of the Leeds Library on Commercial Street. I also make a great deal of use of the, the reference library and the public library. Uh, next to the town hall and other sources as well. And uh, the, there's a, a stage when I'm pulling together a new topic where it's all chaos and I've just got jottings and it's, uh, and then I've got too much detail on some things and then I have to kind of pull it together in a way so that I'm. Think right. I can't just do a lecture for half an hour at the beginning on all the background. I'm going to have to just do the minimum background, then get people moving. Otherwise, they'll be going. They'll be looking at their watches and going. Call this a walk, mm. um, and then we move off. And then I I have ideas about where I will stop, in order to pin some other general points as well as talk about specific things that we can see. Um, and so my notes on the day. Um, I, I make these notes. I hardly ever look at them except if I want to quote something verbatim. Mm. But it's to get it straight in my head where we're going. I do it literally on a piece of tracing paper over the walk-it map of Leeds, the walk-it map that mm. actually helped to develop with loads of other people. We did that, that walking map of the city centre. And I put the tracing paper over it and I've got the things that I want to include on the tour and then a way of joining it up so that I don't have people madly zigzagging back and forth. Um, and then try to you know just get the the really interesting stuff to the surface, and then if people have questions there 's usually more behind that that I could say if, if need be.
1: I'm glad that tracing paper still comes into yeah. geography.
0: <laughs> oh, and crayons as
1: well. Because <laughs> that's what I remember <laughs> from geography. <laughs> uh, and um, I'm also glad that you you, you have your jottings because whenever I'm about to write notes for something I'm doing, I always put jottings down. And I, I've done it for years and years and I've still got friends from... University, you make fun of me about my jottings, and they occasionally write a card postcard from somewhere and say, Oh, here's a jotting for you because they remember me jotting. So it's a good word, jottings. But I think one of the things, Rachel, that I've I've always felt about you a kind of keynote of what you seem to do is it's a kind of enthusiasm. You see, you are an enthusiast, you seem to love what you do and what you see around you. Would that be right?
0: It is, and I think people always say that, you know, at Mm. the end of the talk, yeah, I love the passion they say, and um, Uh, because... Although it might be difficult for the microphone because my voice, uh, you know, goes up and down, and I laugh too much. But um, it, it's um, important to inject energy into your voice. I think whatever yeah. you're doing, whether it's on radio, television, or in a lecture theatre, or out there, and it's certainly on the street. Of course, I have to put a great deal of energy into it. I won't, uh, I won't uh, ramp up the decibels now to give you a demo because uh, we'll send the sound engineer <laughs> rushing Toby. for the buttons. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah. Yes, you do have to. You do have to uh, uh, draw people in and keep their attention. And if you see anybody slightly glazing over, you think, right, there's enough on that one. We'll move on. You know, so I yeah. keep, try to keep people engaged.
1: You're also a bit of a musician.
0: Yeah, just a bit of a musician. I play the violin, but I never describe myself as a violinist. <laughs> there's an important distinction.
1: But you've chosen some music to, for us to play. Um, so, yeah, tell us about what you've chosen.
0: Elgar. Introduction and allegro for strings. Yeah. Yeah. I love full orchestra, but this yeah. is just such luscious string music.
1: So that was just a very short section of uh, the opening of Elgar's introduction and Allegro for Strings, chosen by Rachel Unsworth, Dr Rachel Unsworth, who is our guest this afternoon on Love the Words here on East Leeds FM and Chapel FM. Um, so, Rachel, yeah, you've been talking about your work as an urban geographer, you've been talking about your tours, Leeds City walking tours. Um, I mean, tell us about some of the, your favourite um, sort of past projects, I also want to hear what you 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 what you've got in the pipeline as well, because you must be presumably while you're doing these tours, you're researching others as you That's go That's right. Yes, yeah. so I've
0: always got some uh, new new ideas bubbling up, and because so many of the people who come on tours are local, and I was thinking, well, uh, they're hooked now. I've got to, I've got yeah. to offer some more topics. So, um, I'm working up. Um, uh, one for the end of the year now on time in Leeds, which is quite a sort of abstract thing. But uh, somebody suggested I did pots Clocks. I thought, well, you could take yourself on a pots Clock tour, but I, I'm going to include clocks, but I'm going to... Consider lots of different dimensions of time, everything from geology through to fashion, and also consider um, things like you know the campaigning in Leeds uh, to bring in the Factory Acts and the fact that the um, we weren't all on the same time you know in this country until the railway system was all joined up and things like this you know so a kind of meditation on the whole thing of time and that will be at the end of the year, uh, but I've recently done this one on the, on tippling and temperance with the Tetley. (laughs) bicentenary. I couldn't resist a bit of good old alliteration there. (laughs) Um, And uh, I'm working on one for um, a bunch of archaeologists, interestingly, uh, who, you know, used to delving in minute detail through layers of stuff. Well, I do a different kind of delving through the layers. um, Lots of imagination about what we what we can no longer see. The closest I get to doing a ghost tour is what I call lost leads, and that's the the vanished gems and uh, and evaporated dreams. You know the things that uh, mm. either we've we've demolished or that never came off. So yes, I'm working on quite a few topics at the moment.
1: Rachel, tell us uh, time. So that's much more of an abstract kind of idea. It's a bit of a mm. departure for you, is it?
0: Yes, and I'll probably do it online as well. So during the winters of, of during the pandemic, I, I turned myself back into a lecture, really, and was able to show lots of the historic maps more easily than when you're out and about in the wind and rain. Um, and uh, also old photographs and, and prints and so on. So that, that's a quite a nice thing to be able to do. Uh, a new topic this year was um, much more solid than that and very vivid, um, the terracotta in Leeds, which has been a real favourite. So we've got lots of architectural ceramics. Mm. Uh, there was a bit of a revival in the 19th century of using tiling inside and out. And by the 1880s and through to the First World War, it was really very much used. So we've got a load of examples in Leeds. Really hard to fit it all into a two-hour tour, actually. And then we've had another bit of a revival of the terracotta in the 21st century with, with architects delivering Deliberately referencing both textures of the cloth from the industrial past, and the fact that we were such a strong place for ceramics with um uh, ceramic works on the northeast side of the city centre. No, about
1: that at all. So, give us an example of a building where terracotta is particularly featured. Well,
0: one of the big um, fireworks, as I put it, is the um, what we now call the Victoria Quarter, yep. County Arcade, Cross Arcade, yep. inside and out all that butterscotch-coloured stuff isn't stone, it's actually ceramic. Yeah. And that was made at Bermantoft's, um enormous works, just, uh, you know, mm. the place we still call Bermantoft. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing to see. Now, you know, it's all scraped away off the surface of the earth. It closed in the 1950s and that was that. But it had a, a massive heyday. And the tiles... For interior and external use were were used not just in Leeds, but across the country and, and, and exported as well. Um, other examples were inter-interiors, nothing bigger than the municipal buildings, the staircases and then the tiled of hall, course. Yeah. of course. But that's not yeah. Bermontoss. That's from before Bermontoss became big okay. in making that kind of stuff. And um, then there are all sorts of other examples going through into the late Victorian period, into the Edwardian times. Uh, Think of uh, Vicar Lane, the east side of Vicar Lane, those very sort of pinky red buildings at Mm. the the northeast end of Vicar Lane. And those are all from the J.C. Edwards factory in northeast Wales. Um, and so I, I point out these different examples and then there are there are other really interesting buildings that you see on the way round and little details and things that are almost covered up but are still visible, you know, and it's really interesting.
1: I've often wondered about the name Bermontufts.
0: Ah, oh, yes, well there's an interesting word, yeah, because that goes back to the fact that Brigate the street to the bridge uh-huh. to a words put together of course mm, yeah 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 was laid out in 1207 by the then lord of the manor right. who was wanting to make some extra income by laying out these long thin plots of land on each side of this main street it was done here there and everywhere you know it's not just unique to leeds and there are towns in southwest france for instance where this kind of thing happened in the 13th century and um, these long, thin plots of land gave people, you know, a bit of street frontage and then the quite a, a, a bit of territory behind yeah. in the backsides, as my uh, mentor and friend, uh, historian Maurice Beresford used to say. Um, mm-hmm. And over the centuries, those yards got more and more filled in. But the initial—it was a big change. This this uh, idea of renting out land to to um, families instead of there being the old-fashioned feudal relationship where the peasants worked the land, and were able to grow their crops, and in exchange they gave uh, you know a portion to the lord of the manor, some to the mm-hmm. church, and uh, but the, there was no cash changing hands. This was the beginnings of commercialization. These people were a bit freer to. Do things for themselves. Mm. And they were called Burgesses, the Freemen, the Burgesses. These plots of land were called the Burgage Plots. Now, because they were, you know, all next to each other and you know this tight arrangement just next to this big, broad main street, they didn't have room for growing their own fruit and vegetables just mm. there. They were allocated a toft.
1: Aye.
0: Burgageman's Tofts.
1: Burman Tofts.
0: Oh, fascinating.
1: By the way, I meant to pick you up on something. Pots clocks. Some people, including me, may not know what a pots clock
0: oh, is. right. Well, there was a, the famous uh, firm in, uh, that started in Leeds and was, you know, um, became bigger and bigger. And they they were really in their heyday in the late Victorian period, when so many grand civic buildings and stations were being erected, and mm. people wanted a public clock. Uh, in the days before, most people had their own watch um and certainly be long before you could just glance at your phone so uh, yeah there were there were so many public clocks in in Leeds as, uh, and elsewhere that came from pots in Leeds
1: brilliant well i mean you know we could talk all afternoon or we could plumb your, your, your knowledge. But you're also right, don't you? You're writing a book with, Steve, with uh, Stephen Burt. He's a very yeah. noted historian in Leeds.
0: That's right. He's, he's Leeds through and through and he's been researching Leeds since he was very young and he's still still on with it. He's just published a book on Hunslet mm. and now he's roped me in to do one on Chapel Allerton. I worked with him on the Cradle of Innovation book that came out in 2018 mm. telling the story of innovation for, including John Smeaton and uh, mm. um, uh, various uh, you know, historic figures through to the, the present day, and it actually includes uh, that famous picture by um, Peter Mitchell of that the features the, the chapel in its yeah, old days. Yeah, absolutely. so um, all sorts of creativity and innovation is included in that book, and it was great mm-hmm. fun working with Steve. And now he's showing me what we can glean from the archives down at Morley Gildeson, uh and uh, how we can use the old material, for, say the. Um, uh sale plans, uh so we can see um the land holdings and and buildings that were up for auction often on the death of the person who'd owned them and mm. um, so we can learn about the the layout of the places and uh who, who was selling them and you know and then we can cross reference with other maps and with newspaper reports and with other histories and so on and so forth really really fascinating so we're we're learning much more about the old land ownerships and the changing of hand, uh, changing hands of the land. Um, so the, the um overall evolution of Chapel Allerton from a place which was mostly agricultural and there were a few big landowners and then uh, and a few grand houses. Uh, and that over over time, those lands got uh, sold off and divided up, and buildings in the grounds. Some of them demolished, and you know, there's nothing to see mm. except an outline and the old walls, patches of old walls, and you, you know, that's an indication of the edge of an old estate. Um, and so this is how I, I, when I take people round, I'm helping them to to understand how this now a very complex place You know that was a little village with these big houses of a, of a few rich people and a few little old cottages, how it then became a suburb of the, of the, uh, the growing town of Leeds it got swallowed up in the e- expansion of Leeds.
1: I suppose people, once, they've, once you have taken them on a tour, they can then use those interpretative skills in, when they look around, when they're not with you,
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, people have said to me, oh, uh, since Mm. I came on that tour with you, Rachel, I've been telling people this, that and the other. Mm. And when I went to so and so, I I looked up and I always look up now when I come on, when I go to any city, I I realise how much there is to see if you just look up and I say, yes, Mm. result. Fantastic.
1: And that lovely, lovely thing to have fed back to you. Coming to Chapel FM, how do you, yeah, what are your impressions and what do you see in terms of time working its way through this building and what we've done with it?
0: Oh, fantastic I mean you still you know it's very much the building that would have been recognised by the Wesleyans of decades ago isn't it on the outside and they would recognise the gallery upstairs Tony took me up to see uh, what a clever idea though to, to put a floor where there would have been the well down to the ground floor and make a, a lovely sort of performance space and studio up there and you kept the organ oh, so that's lovely so it very much ha- still has the feeling of um, a gathering space and uh, put, but it can also be used for a performance and for, for sort of youth parliaments or whatever I suppose mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then you've made very good use of the ground floor splitting it up into different spaces and then the extra rooms at the side and then this amazing stained glass yeah. which you can see from the outside kind of but it's only when you can see the light uh, through mm-hmm. it that you really get the, the full impression. What a clever idea to have the the people mm. reading out their names, and yeah. then the the radio signal, as it were, of the of the shape of their name mm. etched into the glass. I think that's lovely.
1: It's a good idea, isn't it? I don't know who yeah. had that idea. I won't take credit for it myself. Yeah. Although one of my my name is in there actually, which is I my son, I think.
0: I, I believe there's a key that tells you who yes, who is who. Is yes, there is Yes, that's yeah. right.
1: I mean, in terms of, um, I mean, I, I also think that there's a lovely continuity in terms of what we do from the Methodists because you know I, I I think they were very much about the word you know and there was an element I mean when I mean, we the old pulpit was extraordinary well it
0: was central wasn't it to their whole thing yeah. that it was as well as the words of hymns with so many yeah. so many of the <laughs> famous hymns that a lot of young people today don't necessarily know but yeah. you know those of us who were brought up church when I asked Toby and just sing
1: one for us. <laughs> but, um, yeah but yeah. it's uh, I think it does have that continuity and I, th- I really like that actually We've got the stained glass. We've we've kept as much of the building as possible mm-hmm. in the design. But I think yeah, the fact that what we do here, as you say, is a gathering space as it was before. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that. I like the fact that there is that continuity. Um, so, in terms of, I was going to ask you one other question about language and about because this is, you know, this program is called Love the Words, and obviously you do love words, and because that's your medium of 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 conveying story and narrative, I, I guess. But yeah, how important is it for you language and what you do in it, terms of perhaps using? Technical language, you know, you must know an awful lot of technical language to do with art, architecture and history and geography.
0: And geology and so yeah, on, yes. Yeah. Well, I enjoy introducing people to some slightly recherche words, uh, but I also enjoy mixing the more technical and you know, Latinate words with Mm. vernacular words. And when I, you know, I make up, you know, verbatim quotes, I say, obviously, I'm just making this up. But, you know, I sort of put words in the mouths of historical characters and attempt a Yorkshire accent, which I can do reasonably well, but I won't try now, in case I get ridiculed. (laughs) But um, uh, I also am very aware... Uh, not only of the, the content and the vocabulary and, and changing the register, and, you know, sometimes it's very serious and other times I'm more flippant, but also needing to be incredibly clear for people who are hard of hearing mm. and using articulation, having been a singer in my young days. I still do mm. sing in the bath, in the kitchen, <laughs> and sing along to Radio 3. Um, and uh, making the beginnings and ends of words really clear, and also, I because I do have foreign visitors, or you know, folk who've got uh, visiting family from overseas or whatever, and making sure that then I try to select words that are not too obscure, or if I do choose an obscure word, I then explain it, um, and so I, I'm I'm always aware of the nature of the vocabulary that I'm selecting. Try not to overdo saying that things are massive and enormous and wonderful and and appalling and, you know, try to vary the adjectives. Um, And, uh, yes, I I do adore words. I've always been a reader. We didn't have television when I was uh, young. My dad, very... Kindly got one, just as I was supposed to be revising full tilt for my A-levels. But uh, so the, the written word, the spoken word, the word in, in church and chapel, actually, as, as well as in uh, various, uh, obviously, lessons at school, I was a little swot. And so I always listened and, um, and enjoyed uh, my studies in English, you know, and learned a great deal from our wonderful English teacher. So, yeah,
1: it was good. Well, um, have you got anything... Coming up that apart from time, your mm. Yeah, anything else that you would you could tell us that you're doing
0: Well I'm doing this coming weekend I've got um a tour that I'm doing as part of Leeds City Council, um special consultation on the west end of Leeds. It's called Innovation Arc, right from Wellington Place up through the, the west end and to the hospital area and then up to the universities. So anybody can come on that and it's two o'clock on Saturday and then and that's free. And then on Sunday I'm doing a tour in the morning of Chapel Allerton because that seems to be it's pretty full actually. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll offer an, an alternative in the afternoon at two o'clock. So that's still open via my website, which is just... Leeds City Walking Tours, you'll just find it. Um, and um, that will be you know this intro, starting in the middle of Chapel Allerton and doing a great big s- swerve around the, some contrasting areas and uh, taking in as much as we can in a couple of hours. Um, and then the following weekend, I've got one on the South Bank and the morning of that, Saturday the 19th, then I'm doing the, ar- the special one for the ar- archaeologists in the afternoon. Mm um and then i think folk are very caught up then with uh, with christmas preparations and parties and so on and it's so dark <laughs> mm. so i give myself a bit of a break but, and then i'll be on with preparing some online stuff for the for the winter weekends
1: so lee city walking tours if people want to get in touch with you. That's right. And also, I should say that um, in the summer, I was involved with Roundhay Park and the 150th anniversary of that, we did a project called Meet You at the Mansion, which was a kind <laughs> of performance walk through Roundhay Park. We've also produced an audio walk where you download uh, s- s- sound files from uh, the internet onto your phone and you can put well, you can either listen to them at home, actually, which are some people are doing and finding it just rather a lovely thing to do. Or you can take it out in the park and, 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 and Rachel, you were very much involved with that for a day. We we um we had you for a day taking us round Round A Park, talking about uh, the fantastic places, and, you know, spots that imp- have been yes, important for you. Such
0: a special place. Uh, it's uh, mm. in, within easy reach for me from Chapel Allerton. I go there very often, and uh, during these difficult last uh, couple of years, it's been such an important resource for the town. I think John Barron, who was mayor of Leeds at the time when it came on the market, would be delighted to know how much uh, people appreciate it these days. So yeah, mm. John Barron's a bit of a hero uh, of mine. I do a whole tour about his involvement in the city, down in the city centre, as well as uh, singing his praises when we're in the park. So many favourite topics. Waterways and Bridges of Leeds is one of my favourites. I'll be making a big fuss of that next year because it'll be 150 years since the opening of the new Leeds Bridge. Ah, Yeah, The old crossing place was there for centuries. The new
1: Leeds Bridge being the one where... where Mm. Which is 150 years old. Right, OK.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so uh, replacing the old medieval stone bridge.
1: Wow, it's 150 years next year. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Ooh. right. Always like a good anniversary to Absolutely. pin things on. Absolutely. But there's so many, you know, people say, "Oh, what's your favorite topic?" Well, there're just so many. And I love doing the one which is about literacy and printing and publishing. <laughs> Uh, which starts again starts down at the Minster because of the importance of the written word and the spoken word yeah. uh, and the, the importance of the church schools in the days before there were the, the board schools for, for mm. all children to, to have a right to do an education. Um, and then, you know, printing and publishing was so enormous in Leeds. And uh, mm. uh, uh, I've only scratched the surface <laughs> of that. I really want to do more research on that topic.
1: That would be brilliant. And, yeah, I mean, I do... I'd love to know. Get
0: me back. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come well, yes. What a I mean, obviously, you want people to go on your walking tours yeah. rather than than people listen here and go, oh, I can just listen to it at home. But I would love to come <laughs> on that one. Uh, that would be great. Are you planning to do that tour or use that all constantly in your rep, as it were?
0: It's now in my repertoire. I've only done it a couple of times. But we, we call in, by the way, the Leeds Library on yep. the way past. And the last time I did it, the librarian, a librarian there very kindly put out some very special pieces on mm. the table in the so-called new room, which, by the way, was built yeah. in the 1880s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I will definitely do it again. I'm always spoilt for choice about, you know, how many... Talk, oh, I should do that one. Oh, I'd like to do that one again, and then I've got to leave space because I have so many different kinds of clients who who commission tours. So everything from A level geography groups, and I've quite a few of those, Great. through to University of the Third Age groups. Mm. So I've got there are five different groups around and about Leeds, um not within Leeds itself, but you know from Ilkley round to Sherburn and villages and Garforth and Kipax and so on, and and they quite enjoy obviously being outdoors. When we people were still a bit nervous about going to theatres and so on they they were happy to come on a on a walking tour and then they've come back for more which is great and everything in between you know lots of lots of different kinds of clients so i'm hoping that carries on despite the terrible circumstances that we're in let's not think about that now
1: i'm sure it will and you do it very well so thank you so much for coming on love the words we're going to hear a bit more from elgar's introduction and allegro for strings to come away with from from love the words today but yes do uh, you can access well, you, also, the audio guide I was talking about for, around Hey Park, if you go to A Quiet Word, which is all one word, and that is the theatre company, performance company, who've hosted that on their website. And you, as I said, we've, we've talked about, you can find Leeds City Walking Tours online and do go on one of Rachel's tours. Thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been really lovely to talk to you, Rachel. Yeah, and if you fancy coming on talking about printing presses and publishing in Leeds, that'd be very, very oh, I'd, nice. I'd
0: love to do that And um, you'll see, you saw I've got my walking boots on. I'm off walking I'm wa- home walking now from to Chapel Allerton yeah, yeah. in my luminous jacket. Yeah. That's right. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> and thanks to Toby for for taking us today. And let's, uh, yeah, you will see us out with a bit of Elgar.
0: Love the control, love the command, love the spacebar and the hard return, love the words. From East Leeds FM.